I want to drive. Get the car off the trailer. Now, back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports. Your host, Kurt Hansen. About 3.18 after the hour. It's what we do every Friday. It is Race Central. It is the drive. From 3 to 5 on ESPN AM 1600, FM 98.1, and streaming around the country and around the globe with the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan. That is racecentralmedia.com. Hey, welcome to the program. It's a Fast Friday, and uh, we got a great show lined up for you. But before I get into all the, the tasty morsels of what we'll talk about during the program, I want to remind you, February 19th, it is our 16th annual Epic Daytona 500 party, as we like to call it, the second annual Bash After the Clash at Podium Karting Center in Denver. Doors open at 9 o'clock. It's all free. we got great stuff to raffle off for all you motorsports fans out there. And, and important note, even if you're not a big motorsports fan, this is the biggest party west of the Mississippi. You don't want to miss it. It'll be all day long. We'll watch the Daytona 500. We'll raffle off some great stuff. And the first 100 in the door get a free VIP pass for free karting and a beverage on us. So it's a uh, fast Friday. We're, uh, we're stumbling out of the gate a little bit. Uh, I dumped the clutch and uh, didn't smoke the tires. Ha, ha, ha. Little IndyCar uh, humor there. But the Clash, I, I have to start the show with this. Um, the second annual uh, the Clash at the L.A. Coliseum last weekend, I have mixed emotions and mixed feelings. And if you're a NASCAR fan and you watch the race on TV on Fox, I'd love to talk to you today. we got a little bit of time in this uh, first segment at 303-844-3776. That's 303-844-3776. If you've got comments or thoughts or feelings about the uh, second clash of the L.A. Coliseum, I would love to talk to you. I have my own, and they may not be the same or they will not be the same as I felt last year. I was excited for this year's clash. I really was pumped up because based on what we saw last year, the fans, the crowd, the, the vibe, everything about the L.A. Coliseum a year ago really kind of flicked my bit, as I like to put it. And I think the, uh, the general consensus was that it was a huge success last year and a great way to start the season. I know that I was fired up after it. It got me going. And as a grizzled old NASCAR fan, I got to tell you, it, uh, it turned me on. I was very excited with what I saw. And maybe much like the sequel in, in a movie, uh, the sequel comes out and you're let down. Well, I got to tell you, I I was let down. The racing, uh, quote unquote, as you may put it, uh, was kind of a mess. It literally was like bumper cars at the arcade. I kind of felt like maybe I was at uh, Lakeside Bumper Carts here in Denver because that's kind of what it turned out to be. It was just basically a bunch of bumper cars. Uh, many of the drivers unhappy with the racing as it was. Um, it it just, I think, especially, and I've heard from a lot of hardcore NASCAR fans, disappointed the hardcores. Now, the whole idea about the Clash is not so much for the hardcores. It's to bring new fans of the world to NASCAR racing. That happened last year, and it was spectacular. This year, maybe not so much. I, I like the idea of moving it to Sunday night, a race under the lights at the Coliseum. I thought that would be cool. Um, mixing it up a little bit from what we saw two years ago or a year ago, I should put. Um, but it just kind of, I don't know. It did not flip my, flick my bick. Uh, I think that they missed the mark. I think that also 
most importantly, like I said to Sid, the kid of the podcast we did last week, which you can watch at racecentralmedia.com, our audio-video podcast is right there every Thursday for your viewing enjoyment. Um, like I said to Sid, what's a Wiz Khalifa? I mean, it's just not, not, I know now, but it's definitely not my jam. And if you looked at the crowd, I mean, last year they had Pitbull performing. They had Dr. Dre. I mean, it just fit the whole vibe. And the place went crazy. If you looked at the crowd while Wiz Khalifa was doing his thing, lyrics aside, wow. Um, I just didn't see the same energy, the same excitement. Uh, as I said, you know, from the clash a year ago, the tweaking, the twerking, the Facebook and the streaming, the Twitter, the, the TikTok and the whole deal. It just didn't do that for me. And I don't think it did much for a lot of people. And it's interesting because post clash uh, version 2.0. I'm not sure if NASCAR is squelching the deal. Or maybe they've just said. It was what it was. Let's just let that sleeping dog lie. But most of what you're hearing about the Clash 2.0 has not been extremely exciting and, and powerful and, and, you know, off the hook as it was a year ago. Uh, driver's not happy. Team's not happy. Martin Truex very happy. Great win, quote-unquote, for Martin Truex. Yes, it's an exhibition race, but... As he said after the race, and we've got some great post-race audio we'll get to today during the program, um, last season made him mad. And he was asked the difference between last season and this season. He says, I'm mad. I'm ready to race for a championship. I've got my own thoughts and feelings. I'll get into that when we get into the program. We'll talk to our Trans Am favorite, Michelle Abate. She's part of a new uh, Mav TV uh, docu-series about the Trans Am series, which is very, very cool. And we'll catch up with Michelle. Also, we'll talk to Photo Joe Star, BigWestRacing.com. We'll get an NASCAR update. Also, uh, well, you know what? I'll just leave it at that. Also, a NHRA former multiple-time NHRA Top Fuel champion will join us on the program, get what he's up to, and some more good stuff, too. It is Race Central on the radio. It's what we do 3 to 5. It's the drive right here on ESPN AM 1600. And remember, the 19th. Podium Cardinal and Events Center. Doors open at 9 o'clock. First hunter in the door. Get free VIP pass for Cardinal and a beverage. It's going to be a great time. We want to see you all there. It's Race Central on the radio and racecentralmedia.com. ESPN Radio, AM 1600, uh, Denver 98.1 FM, and always streaming around the country and around the globe at the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan. That would be racecentralmedia.com. I want to remind you, February 19th, our 16th annual uh, Daytona 500, and as we like to call it, the second annual bash after the clash at Podium Cardian Event Center. Doors open at 9. It's all free. Be there. If you're a regular, you know I love talking about Trans Am. It's a series that I've been around since I was a wee lad, and uh, some of my mentors, when I entered the world of motorsports on a professional level, came from the Trans Am Series, and we love catching up with Michelle Abate. It's a new season. It's a new deal, and uh, 
young lady, you've been a busy gal. <laughs> no doubt. Yes, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what's what's the drill? What's new? What's exciting? Talk to me. And you're now a TV star, too. <laughs> yes, there's a lot going on for this year. I'm really excited for it to kick off in a few weeks here. Um, I am on a new team, the Showtime Motorsports team. I um, have a couple teammates in TA2, which is Evan Slater and Dylan Archer, two very fast guys that I'm excited to team up with. And then in the TA category, we have Ken Twaits, the team owner running, and also uh, fan favorite Justin Marks in TA as well. So five-car team. Um, we will have a TV show called Road to Glory, covered by MAV TV, following us throughout the year. And just so excited to be coming back to, to TA2 and Trans Am and giving it my best shot and uh, returning to some tracks this year instead of learning a bunch. Yeah, so no, that's no, really yeah. exciting, too. <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, knowledge is power, right? We're talking to Michelle Abate. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, yeah, Trans Am 2 driver. So is the MAV TV deal, is that a MAV deal and you're part of it? Or did... did uh, did Road to Glory start with, with Trans Am and the drivers put, putting a, a pitch together and basically pitching it to Mav and, and making a, a, you know, a documentary series? Huh? What came first, a chicken or the egg? You know, I think so. This is the first season, and it kind of started mainly with Showtime Motorsports. Last year they had a professional crew capture their season, and they were just posting it on YouTube and um, it gained some traction, and, and um, I believe they pitched it to MAV-TV, and MAV-TV loved the idea. And so um, it's a little bit of both, actually. Uh, it will be the first year that this series is coming together, and what a great way to highlight, you know, the 2023 season with all the new stuff and um, get some, hopefully, some new eyeballs on the series as well. So I'm, I'm excited for it, but it was kind of a mixture of, of both things to have it come to life. Well, that's exciting because um... – you know, I'm a big Trans Am fan. I watched the trailer. I was even like, whoa, this is going to be very cool. And it's it, it's great for the series. The series just continues to grow and grow and grow. As I've said many times, you know, Trans Am 2 might be the, the, the biggest bang for the buck in racing out there. The fields are super full. It's uh, I know they're, they started their streaming programming and all that stuff, and it was bringing a lot of new eyes to the series. It's just, you know, it's good old – just good old racing. There's no um, uh, no traction control, none of all the electronic doodads. It's just uh, good, hardcore racing. And, boy, you got to take care of brakes and tires, don't you? Yep, 100%. And that's what I love about the, the TAT category is, yeah, you don't have any ABS, traction control. It all comes down to driver talent. And, man, there's a lot of it in the class. I mean, yeah. it's, we are stacked with talent, and it's an honor to be out there with, with all those guys. And, Looking forward to having uh, more females come into the class as well. And I know that Kaylee Bryson is going to be joining us for select races, so that's exciting too. And it's just great to see the class growing and, and the series getting some more, you know, some more exposure and just just some really, really great raw racing. Always love it. Yeah, now didn't Ken Coates have a team and he ran an Audi a couple of years ago or four a couple of years? Or am I, am I, I'm old. No, you've got it. You've got it right. Yeah, he. I believe he started in uh, XGT or XGT um, was the class. Maybe it was SGT. One of, one of the lower, or not, I shouldn't say lower, but the production classes of Trans Am, he did start with his R8. And then, yeah, he, he got bit by the bug, and now he's in the top-tier TA class. So pretty cool story there. 
Yeah, it's easy to get bit by the bug. All you have to do is go to a Trans Am race. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I remember racing against Ken when he raced in Champ Car Atlantics back in the '90s. So, and I've had I've had him on the program a couple of years ago. So this is a guy that that I know quite well, and he was a, a hell of a shoe in Atlantics. And it's great to see him take his talent and skills and developing this team. Boy, talk about a stacked lineup! My God. So, who are, are you? Are are you still the student, or are you going to be teaching the underlings? What? How does this all work out? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I'm always willing to learn, always have lots to learn. You know, I've been, this will be my fifth year in TA2, um, which is pretty exciting. Last year was my first year in the National Series. So huge expansion uh, considering track experience and, and learning new tracks. I think I learned nine out of the 12 tracks last year. I had never been to any of them. So <laughs> um, I'm definitely still a student for sure. Uh, I think I always will be of the sport, but um, I actually have two much younger teammates. Um, Evan Slater, I believe he's 15 or 16 years old, and Dylan Archer, I think, is like 23, I think. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool that to have such a stacked uh, amount of, of speed and talent on my side and uh, great to bounce off ideas and look over data, which we've done some of that already. We had a couple test days um, at Sebring, which is our season opener, and we also went to NOLA, which is uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, Motorsports Park. I had never been there, so we got a couple test days there as well. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. I'm just really itching to get out there and, and kick the season off. Yeah, we had Dylan on, I want to say, a year or, ago or so. And I grew up watching his, I, I can't remember if it's dad's, uncle's, whatever, but the, the Archer brothers <laughs> were very, very famous back in the day. And, uh, yeah, he's a super talented young guy. And you know, to, to talk about a series or, or be able to be part of a series where a 15-year-old can come in and <laughs> immediately get immersed into – the uh, like I say, Trans Am reminds me uh, reminds me of Aussie V8 supercars. You know, you, you guys have never seen a car you didn't want to hit. It's bumping, it's banging, it's seriously good good racing. And talk about baptism under fire. Uh, the youngster is going to learn very very quickly. Yep, definitely. I mean, you had Brent Cruz last year taking several wins, and he was 14 at the time. So it's it's wild to see that to see the talent that, that these young kids have and, and they're racing against veterans like, you know, Mike Skeen and, and Rafa Matos and, I mean, just, just Thomas Merrill, you know, just just epic, epic talent out there. And, and it's it's so cool to just see how Trans Am kind of encompasses all ages and, and their proven talent, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, John and, and uh, everybody over there has done a great job in really reviving a series that has always been very near and dear to my heart, uh, Tony Peretta and, and, you know, Perella, excuse me, um, you know, it's it is what it is, and I think uh, the more people that can get to a Trans Am race, I think they'll get hooked too. Because talk about you know the old saying, you know, "There's no substitute for horsepower." And that's certainly what you've got in Trans Am. You get you know they're fire breathing monsters. It's a lot of fun to watch, and uh, it, it's easy to get hooked. Now, I know you were running partial schedule in the past. This year, full schedule. This will be a full full schedule for me. I always make an effort to to go all in, and I've been very grateful to have the sponsorship and partnerships to do that. Um, and this year, I will be having uh, co-title sponsors with Ghost Energy and Lucas Oil. So I'm very excited for that. Um, longtime partners of mine and huge supporters of of my efforts on the racetrack. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to be committed to the full season yeah well when you, anytime lucas steps up behind a driver or a series uh something good is going on because forrest is very very smart how he uh, spreads those marketing dollars around and uh yeah that's that's a that's a big big deal what do you have to do to contend for a championship this year is it is it possibility as a top five 
you know, does that make you happy? And what, what does the season look like for you? Where would you, at the end of the season, go, that was a damn good season? Yeah, so I think um, I try I try to be realistic with my goals. Uh, last year, my best finish was 14th out of a, I think, 45-car field. Um, so I would love to break into the top 10 um, with my finishes. I think it's absolutely possible. I think a lot of last year was uh, the matter of learning the racetrack on race weekends. I didn't have any test days last year. So really, if we were there racing, it was my first time there. So um, this year is to kind of capitalize on my knowledge of the racetracks and finish a bit higher. Um, I'm going to stick with a top 10 as, as a goal just because I, I – I just think that there's so much talent out there. A top five would be hard, but it's definitely not impossible. As you know, the TA2 category has a lot of attrition, and yeah. just finishing the races is uh, it's sometimes a win. So yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of my mindset. I got, I got, I still got a lot to learn um, in a new chassis this year for me. I'm driving in a Mike Cope chassis, which in my previous years I've only driven a Howe chassis. So um, I'm sure I'll have my battles to fight, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm feeling more confident behind the wheel and um, I just I love the respect that I get on the racetrack, and I just can't wait to get back out there. It's going to be awesome. Michelle, you're a smart young lady. Uh, I'm sure it'll all come together. You're, I I, be, I believe and I feel, you know, taking a sensible approach and being realistic is very important because it's real easy to get the red mist and get kind of you know ahead of yourself. And as the old saying goes, you know, let the car come to you. Uh, if you're yeah. chasing the car all the way around, that's when it goes. Uh, well, it doesn't go back in the trailer with all the wheels pointing the same direction. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Michelle, how does it, how do uh, our fans follow you? What's the, what's the gig? Yeah, I mean, you can, you can my my race team, my personal race team is Gur Racing, which is G R R Racing. You can find my website gurracing.com. Um pretty much my name on all social media whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, it's just Michelle Abadi. Um but yeah, I've just been uh you can find me pretty easily and, and if there's anybody out there that has questions about the series or how to get involved, hit me up. I'm more than happy to be an advocate of the series and, and get more people, you know, racing in our series because I believe it's the best road racing series in America, and we definitely can use some more drivers in it. So <laughs> I don't know where they'll put them all on the grid at uh, TA2, but uh, <laughs> Michelle, great to catch up with you. Uh, belated Happy New Year's, uh, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on We'll uh, catch up with you during the season and uh, talk again, but uh, you've got the right approach. You're a smart gal, and uh, I wish you the best of luck. We'll be following you. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks so much, Kurt. Appreciate it. Hope to see you soon. All right. There she goes. Michelle Abati. I say abate. She says, some say tomato, some say tomato. I'll figure it out. I'll catch up. But it is Race Central on the radio. It's Friday. It's the drive here on ESPN Radio and racecentralmedia.com, streaming around the country and around the globe. And watch the video cast at racecentralmedia.com with Sid the Kid, STK, uh, co-host of the duties. It's uh, always a good, good watch. It's Race Central and racecentralmedia.com. Uh, 48 minutes after the hour, it is the, the uh, premier home for motorsports. It is Race Central on the radio, as we like to call it, the, uh, the blowtorch for motorsports here on ESPN AM 1600. Streaming around the country and around the globe at the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan. That would be racecentralmedia.com. As uh, we start to really rock and roll and get into the season, 
certainly uh, I was very pumped up for the roar before the 24, and of course all the great racing action before the twice around the clocker. And join us next on the program, and uh, comes from well the. The Brian Herta Autosport Tree, I guess, for lack of a better description. But Mason Filippi, uh, you were a very busy uh, fellow over the past two weeks. Yeah, no, it was a, it was an awesome two weeks uh, from the Roar to the 24, doing both the Mission Pilot Challenge and the Hyundai and running uh, with JDC Motorsports in the 24 as well. It was awesome, though. Loved all the on-track action. Yeah, no kidding. You've been with Mark Wilkins for a few years now, and uh, we've had Taylor Hagler on quite a few times. And what what Brian has built over there is is pretty damn impressive. But uh, I, I, before I get into to all that, I do have to ask you about uh, the LMP3 finish. Uh, did, you had a bird's eye view of uh, what may have been the closest finish in Rolex 24 history. Yeah, I mean it was it was crazy that that LMP2 battle was going on and. I just remember watching it, and I was even excited, you know, wanting to be in the car, but watching the teammates come through, and I was like, wow, this, this is some awesome racing. It's what endurance racing is all about, especially Daytona. Yeah. It was really, really cool. It, it certainly was. So that was LMP2, and I, I've got myself backwards now, I guess. Was that the LMP2 finish or 3 finish? I think that was the LMP2 finish. I think you're right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. when you when you stay up for two weeks and watch everything going on TV, and it, you haven't seen like, real live racing for a while, and you got so much going on, all the different classes, and trying to keep up with everything. And I, you know, I'm I'm kind of old. Like the gray matter is uh, maybe not as sharp as it used to be. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> as, we, as we would say, my bad. Talk to me about your race. Um, I tell you, as I say, you got super competitive cars. Uh, you put together a hell of a team, and talk to me about your race. Yeah, so our uh, our Michelin Pilot Challenge race was was awesome, and uh, you know we started off with and we had a little bit of a balance issue at the start, and then we used some of the tools we have inside the car with you know brake balance, everything like that, changing over the tires, maybe leaving the rears on for a little bit longer to get a little bit more oversteer, and that second stint we really picked up, and so it was a uh, definitely chaotic as that Michelin Pilot Challenge race always is for those four hours, and so Mark was just crushing it at the end there, and we ended up getting on the podium, and so. Really excited to be uh, to be racing with Mark this year, and um, it was an exciting race through and through. I think the start, you know, TCR was really clean, really hard battles, just like it always is, but it's always uh, battling with the GS cars, you know, and managing the traffic, and so definitely a great race. Yeah, it's uh, I, I was uh, doing TV for CBS Sports and the track the series announcer for. Uh, probably World Challenge back in 2017, and it hadn't become TCR yet. It was just TC, but it was morphing into TCR. That that is some of the most aggressive um, and fun racing to watch, and it's it's to look where the series has gone now and, and the competitiveness. Uh, it, it's certainly a, a great. It's a great watch. It's a great formula for you know young drivers to come through. But you know the guys at the sharp end grid, grid like you and Mark. Uh, but I have to ask this question: the, the key with co-drivers, and, and some teams have. You know, big disparities between heights and styles and setup and and all that kind of stuff. Are you guys pretty similar, or is it is it truly like okay, here we go? I uh, got a whole new handful of stuff to deal with because we're not on the we're not similar at all. What what does that look like? Yeah, Mark and I have some great synergy, and uh, we actually end up working together really really well. We don't even run a seat insert, so um, even though we might be a little bit different in height and stuff like that, the way we like to drive ends up matching perfectly. So. We even set our belts. We lock in our lap belts to be the same exact length. So when we do our driver changes, it's really, really fast, sub, you know, 18 seconds every single time. And so 
it's been great to work with Mark, especially because we're usually on the same page with the way we like our car set up too. And so, you know, just enough oversteer for us. And um, it was awesome working with him through the roar and kind of going over the years using our notes. We've also been on a lot of cool trips for Hyundai. And so just kind of bringing that synergy this year to, to the number 98. That's that's fantastic because, uh, you know, there's so – with all these teams running different drivers, stuff, I mean, like I, A.J. Allmendinger is a good friend, and my, my dear friend dearly departed, Justin Wilson, they used to make jokes about, you know, the seat between Justin and A.J. and stuff. Um, many times that can be – uh, a, a lot to work with, but I mean, if you guys can literally just set the belts in the same place, no seat insert, you got the car set up the same way, man, that's, that's a great way to get a, a wicked outlap because you're not having to fiddle with stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're out there instead of, you know, focusing on getting your belts set up and, you know, over the years, you know, I've had co-drivers that have been different sizes and, you know, it's just one less thing to focus on as you go out there for your, for your outlap, kind of make up that free time as you uh, try to get those front tires up to 10. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, watching people text while they drive if you're trying to get all that stuff done. Yeah, uh, it really is. It really is. So uh, you've done some NASCAR truck series stuff. That's cool. But I want to talk to you about Open Fender. This is, I've seen this pop up on my Facebook. This is a great concept. Do you come up with this all by yourself? Is this your brainchild? Yeah, so this is this is my brainchild, and it kind of stemmed from trying to raise money as I was coming through the ranks of karting and spec Miata and everything like that. And uh, just a way to really help the racing community, you know, and get in touch with fans, get in touch with sponsors, and connect the racers to every single person. So really developing a crowdfunding sponsorship tool for racers and give them a platform to promote themselves in a really professional way. It's a great idea. I mean, how, how, how much does somebody have to, to, to spend to get involved in? What's, what's the deal? Because it, it sure seems neat to me. Yeah, so it's completely free for any racer to sign up for, as well as fan and sponsor. And so, you know, it, the whole goal is to grow the entire motorsports community. And so we wanted to make it free. And, you know, we just came up with a great update this past week. We ended up at PRI. We were able to educate a lot of people, get in touch with potential sponsors. And our goal is to bring – money to the racing community and bring sponsors in as well what a great concept i gotta tell you will you be in long beach this year i'm gonna try to make it down there um i have some exciting stuff coming up with the nurberg ring so i'm not sure if i'll be able to make it down to long beach but it's definitely one of my races i want to hit yeah well i was just gonna say because uh, we always hang out with the with the herd of guys and get over to the uh, hyundai uh booth and uh have a lot of fun talking to uh you know everybody involved with the deal but if you're there i'll certainly come over and shake your hand if not uh good luck at the nurberg ring that's uh that's pretty cool stuff right there, but uh, it's it is uh, twenty twenty three is here, buddy. It's time to as they say, uh, pull them belts down just uh, tight just one more time. It's uh, Mason Filippi. Uh, check out uh, his his sponsorship platform. I guess is the best way to put it. It's it's uh, Open Fender. I'm, I'm assuming the website's OpenFender dot com or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's OpenFender dot com. Um, just O P E N F E N D E R. And uh, definitely check it out. You know, find your favorite racer on there. Or, you know, if you're a racer yourself, go ahead and jump on there and send me a message as well. Good stuff. Uh, Mason, have a great season. We'll look forward to talking again uh, again before the season's out. Good luck to uh, you and Mark over there and Brian and the whole team. I want to thank Katie Brandon for hooking us up. She's a longtime friend, and it's good to get you on the program. And uh, whatever you're doing this weekend, uh, be safe, have fun. Uh, turn, go fast, turn right or left or whatever the deal may be. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Yeah, there he goes. Mason Flippy right there. Uh, Brian Herter, Autosport. Uh, very, very uh, impressive uh, young driver. And that uh, Hyundai platform is, is, is 
totally sick. If you haven't seen a uh, an IMSA race, uh, go because it's it's going to make your eyes pop out. Because when he talks about oversteer and and all the competitive cars in the class, uh, it's. It's an eyeful. What can I say? It is Race Central, the radio. Again, reminder, February 19th, Podium Karting and Event Center. Doors open at 9 o'clock. First 100 of the door, get a free VIP pass for karting and a beverage. Uh, lots of cool motorsports-themed stuff. It's all free. We're going to be raffling it off all day long. Uh, join a uh, Race Central TV shoot and also a live streaming show. So what can I say? It's, uh, my God, hour number one in the books. The second hour power coming up is Race Central on the radio. At racecentralmedia.com. Don't believe me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch.